What was that okay, one that something. was from? Oh, summer school. That was the best. <laughs> that was like from the eighties, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember summer school. I remember from that movie the scene where the guy rode in to get sunglasses, yes. and then he got a big box yes, of and sunglasses. Got free stuff. Yes, I totally remember that. And then everyone started don't trying say, to do that. Don't use your good stuff. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. What were you gonna say, Brad? So don't use your good stuff on the. Uh, yeah. Oh like, no, that that's roll fine. it. Yeah, right, right. We'll put that back in. We'll put that back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I particularly liked uh, I like Mr. Holland's Opus. Um, do you remember that one? Dead Poet Society. And Dead Poet Society. Those huh? are the two that I kind yes. of liked a lot. I never saw Mr. Holland's Opus. No, no. It was um, it was a bit of a tearjerker, a little bit. I think I liked it because of the um, the relationship with his son, and you know, there was just you know, when we get into our discussion of teachers in film, I'll explain why that one I picked. Was that like that Richard Dreyfus? Huh? Richard Dreyfus? Yeah, Richard yeah. Dreyfus. He came and spoke at my high school, by the way, when I was in high school. Oh wow! Yeah, he dropped the f bomb in the middle of uh, in the middle of the rally, and you could just hear a pin drop because he could. Because everyone's right. like, "What did he just <laughs> what? say?" What? <laughs> and so. if he went to school today, he would hear it all all it's day a, long. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Uh, the first name that popped into my head when you said teacher in a movie. I'm going fast times at Ridgemont High, Mr. Hand. Mr. <laughs> Hand. Mr. Yes. Hand. Like, Mr. Hand. I yeah. actually just watched that the other night. Did you? Because it, it's on Netflix right now. And I was like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And so I watched it and I'm like, that's the way I haven't seen this movie in a long time. It was fine. But. You know, yeah, my son and I watched it over the summer, maybe last, when he was, right before he left for college, I think. And uh, he was so blown away by, I don't want to say like, purity of their lives but the simplicity of no phones they went to work they went to practice oh yeah right they hung out with each other Mm -hmm. it wasn't a bunch of texting and social media it was just kids just having relationships yeah have you ever seen those videos of like high school in the 80s it kind of pops up sometimes when i'm scrolling reddit and you just see like i mean their hair is obviously what i remember it but they're just laughing and joking and tons of interaction between them so yeah they look at each other. They actually look <laughs> at each other. That's right. They make eye contact. Two thousand thirteen. I'm twenty three, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I don't know what the date <laughs> is. You know, you look like Bane uh, over there with that thing. <laughs> now I have to rewrite. You the were born time. in the dark. <laughs> I've lived in it. Okay. Here, here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 15 of The Middlemen, a weekly podcast focused on education issues, specifically from the perspective of male middle school teachers. I am your slightly above average host, Brian Brown. My two colleagues with me. Brad Curry. Derek Bullington. Okay, thank you. Uh, when Mikey is with us, we have a combined 78 years of classroom teaching experience. But with that, our opinion is no more important than yours. We just happen to have a microphone. So in this episode, we decided that we're going to go to the movies And we are going to discuss our take on various ways that teachers have been portrayed in film. Made me think of the start of Bohemian Rhapsody. Is this real life or is this fantasy? And uh, at any rate, that's something like that. That's what we're going to talk about. So uh, starting off with one of you guys, what do you guys think? How do you how do you feel about the way that teachers are generally portrayed in film? What stands out to you? You know, there's some real stock teachers in movies like go-to stereotypes mm-hmm. but i like the what i was thinking about was kind of like is this real life or is this fantasy like getting into how teachers are shown is pretty interesting but when i thought about it it's not really unique to teachers to be stereotyped if you look at cops or lawyers or whatever the profession i bet most of them see the movies with their profession in it and think that is just not 
realistic for my job. Right. But they're spiraled off in different ways because really teachers are probably one of the careers that most people have some everybody went to school so everybody has an interaction with a bunch of people in that profession Mm -hmm. so what having a home base but also specific types of people you interacted with i could see that be a reason why it's such a popular kind of character to have i think that makes perfect sense though i think you have a really good point that we're all characterized right whatever career we have and it's because it's entertaining so you find the angle of whatever the career is that is, you know, most on the edge or most entertaining. And then you kind of roll with that and turn that into something bigger than it really is. So the entertainment angle too, the, you take a job where people are supposed to be in control and, and not letting loose, not letting their inner monologue out and Mm -hmm. just like going wild. And then sort of of that kind of one of those versions of the t- the bad teacher. Yeah. You know, they're right. showing up drunk or they're Jack Black telling kids like... <laughs> School yeah. of Rock. Yeah, yeah, the man. Is right. Gonna, that whole thing, that's probably one way to twist that and have fun with it is to... Did you guys ever see that British TV show that was about teachers? I can't remember what it was called, but I, I watched about a season and a half of it. I probably should have... Benny Hill? No, not Benny. Oh, no, 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 it was not about teachers. No, 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 no. no. It, I, <laughs> I learned a lot that from that show. I'm sure you learned plenty. Uh, no, I don't think it was that. I think it was, it was something else. But it was also had the same kind of idea where it was just like, just just the teachers and the inappropriate side of them talking when nobody else is around or whatever. It's like there's that book we said like British. There's that book by Evelyn Waugh. I don't know if you ever read uh, Decline and Fall. I think that's the one. But uh, this kid is like a scholarship kid or whatever at. Uh, Oxford or something like that and he's almost to the end of his college and he's studious and he's in his room and all the other kids it's total satire all the other kids are going wild just destroying everything and the people that are running the college are looking down and they're all they're thinking is if they destroy even more we can give them a bigger fine and in the end this guy gets like stripped naked by these guys going wild and he gets busted for all this activity and so he's kicked out of Oxford and he's sent to like the lowest profession the only thing a person in total disgrace can do is just work in a a public school (laughs) and he's he's stuck and it's just this total send-up of the education system and it's like he's got the the most uh the lowest job you could possibly do that's pretty funny yeah we don't need no education yeah i would think a lot lately when i was when you sent uh, this idea out about um like the whole Charlie Brown teacher thing and the wah, 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 and how the kids just <laughs> hear that. And I've been thinking lately, like, that's how I hear the kids talk now. It's kind of like flipped where whenever I hear their conversations, because they say so much ridiculous stuff now where they just mimic stuff they've heard on the internet. Like, they don't even speak in sentences. They just repeat <laughs> phrases and words they've heard from some website or YouTube or whatever. And they're just like, wah, 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 wah. And they yeah, don't, they're not right. You're like, no cap. Uh, <laughs> and like, they say, they just say ridiculous stuff that, it's not like a, a coherent conversation. It's just like wah 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 wah. When I hear them, I'm like, please stop talking, you guys. This is so <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, I, I think you know, back to when it used to be the teachers sound like that. I'm like, that's how the kids sound now. I, I don't even know what they're talking about anymore. Yeah. I think, I, go ahead, Brad. Probably a sign of the times, a different common like trope or stereotype of a teacher. I think we were talking earlier, like in the, I don't know if it was the 80s, 90s. It was the the super teacher, mm-hmm. right? The uh, 
the hero. If you Edward James hunting, almost. The, yeah. Yeah. Was it Robin Williams? The other one where he's a teacher. The. Uh, ah God, it's the one we just meant the Dead language Poets art. Yeah, 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 Poet Society. Yeah. All of those. The. Jaime Escalante story. For sure. Stand deliver. Yeah, the Superman yeah. teachers right. coming in there, going into a difficult area and bringing out the best in everyone. And th- then we hit the spot where all the teachers are, like, gone wild, mm-hmm. right? Even, like, uh, even in, uh, oh, man, the movie where they go to Vegas and it all, like, The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. Bradley Cooper, he's a teacher. He's, yeah, like, yeah. taking the kids' money from the field trip and he's, like... You're spending it on Vegas, right? So the it's kind of a send up of the the times that show how people view things. Now it's kind of a mad satire instead of a. I remember growing up on those films, on those on teachers as hero films, and all those ones where they did that. They pulled uh, kids out of desperate situations and helped them out. And I kind of like I felt inspired by those movies when I was younger, you mm-hmm. know. And now as a teacher, in part, but also just as an adult. I look back on those films and I am both um, I'm, I'm, I both feel some inspiration but also some problem with them you know I have I have the problem of and I know I mentioned this in a previous podcast but I have the problem of um, them sacrificing their personal lives for their jobs yeah, yeah. you know I, I, I just yes it sounds inspiring unless you're in their family you know, I mean, even go back to Stand and Deliver. Jaime Escalante is helping out these kids learn calculus and his his own kid needs help and his wife is getting mad at him because he's giving all of his time to his students and none of his time to his family. And I find that incredibly problematic, you know, and I would find yeah. that problematic with any career, mind you. But, you know, as a teacher, too, it's not even just the work that you're doing. You're putting your heart into it. You're putting your emotions into it and you have nothing left for your family. Like that's. Well, they kind of remove the family, like they probably do in every cop story or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, but the, I, I was reading a little article here before this getting ready for this, and there was a, a teacher who had looked at a bunch of movies and added up how many kids people in his department had and divided it by the people. And it was like 1.3 or 4, or something like that. And then how many people in all the teacher movies they show have actually having children, it was like 0.3, you know. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, they're all like yeah. on their own, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just not really solo people out. Right. helping others well in uh in the robin williams film he doesn't he's a single guy doesn't mm-hmm. have any kids you know um again jaime escalante has a family uh that seems to be the time of your career too where you do have a little more energy when you don't have a family yet or a spouse and like maybe you're willing to spend a little more time and give more of your time to to make those things happen but God, and re- yeah. it's like yeah and the reality when you watch those movies too you know they have like 10 kids in their class and they're like, oh, right. I can like really make an impact and change these kids' lives. And, and I have time to read their journals every single day, all 20 of them. I can yeah. read 20 journals every single day. Yes, and, and it's like, that. yeah, that's just not really, really. And then there's the whole idea of like the white savior too coming in and helping these kids from, you know, rough areas and coming from outside and be like, I'm going to come in and help you and save you because yeah. I, I know what you need and what's right. And that's kind of um, not really the answer that a lot of people are looking for anymore anyways. Yeah. And the way they they get over is by like having some comeback and like insulting the kids or whatever, uh, standing up to the tough kids from the inner city yeah, with right. a couple witty repartees. And pretty soon they're like in with the group, you know, after 
insulting that that's not happening no it's not, yeah. it's, no, like, it's i not. saw some slang in a rap video and now i used it and now you <laughs> accept me because i have street cred don't Thank try you. this at home <laughs> yeah yeah visiting you know in the rough rougher areas or any area visiting kids at home on a regular basis like yeah I mean, i'm sure people do that i do not do that i mean we do I've our been to, school I've been visits. To two kids' houses in my 13 years. You know, we have our EL visits at our school. They visit every student at do their they? home. Uh huh. That's a school thing. But that's cool. That's, yeah. I, back to what you said real quick about the having kids versus not having kids and the work you could do. That would be a whole subject for a different uh, podcast. Because I, yeah, both my kids are out now. So yeah. I went from having like that all that work time. All the free time to spending, like, you know, as soon as the bell rings, you're thinking, I got to pick kids up, get them mm-hmm. dinner, right, all this stuff. stuff. To do. And then all of a sudden, it's back to that at the end of your career. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. All of this time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I can uh, call little Freddie over here and give him a little extra help with that uh, homework he needed some help with finally because I'm okay with, you know, giving some of my time up, but yeah. uh, not on a regular basis now. For sure. There's that season of your life where you just you can't do that kind of thing, you know, and it does seem like, I mean, Again, not in the stand and deliver movie, but it does seem like a lot of the teachers who are able to give that extra time are very early in their career. You know, they seem to be there and and you know what? They they seem to burn out, right? I mean, they're there for a couple of years and then they move on to something else. I don't know. That's another part. In the movies, a lot of the teachers that are the crusading teachers are the ones that are getting through to kids or seeing the the gem in the kid that's brooding in the back or whatever. They're doing things in unorthodox ways against the system. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally. But in the real world, that's not how that works. You've got a ton of papers to do, and you don't get to decide all of your stuff. Like, you're giving the kid the standardized test. We all have to do it at the end of the year. Yeah. There's no grind in the movie, right? In the real world, teaching is a grind. It is every year a new set of kids. You're teaching somewhat the same thing. You're trying to reach them all. You know, the personalities are different i mean you can you can lump them together you know you can figure out some some groupings of kids that um you know you have a similar way of working with but you're right in the movies it's 10 to 15 kids in the class you can probably get to know all of them you get to know a little bit more about them and you can spend more time with them and you know and then they turn around in a year which is just not again the way that it works do you remember that summer school movie with uh, mark Harmon? he mm-hmm. was he i always thought it was cool he wore a dvc t-shirt a oh, DVC sweatshirt and that, yeah. Did he really? Yeah. But That's it's funny. like, I think, was he supposed to be a junior college teacher and it was summer school or something like that? I think he was a high school. It was like the kids who didn't graduate from high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he had to like give them summer school to help them get their diplomas. There was like six kids or something right. in that. And it was, yeah, I felt yeah. like... That's the job I want. Well, I know. The, that was like a great, uh, uh, that was a great movie. I watched well, the movie so Well, the first couple of weeks of him, he didn't even want to do the work. Yeah. You know, if, you, if, you, if I remember the film correctly, it's like he just kind of just like sloughed it off for a little while until for some reason or another he was pushed or motivated to do something yeah more like it didn't even he didn't even really want to the flip side of the young teachers would be the older wizard teachers mm-hmm. like well the harry potter uh <laughs> those teachers that can take an interest in the kids and know their whole backstory and their lives and they taught their parents and they mm-hmm. right. have a vested interest in their personal problems that's those the, teachers don't the seem double to get doors. Movie, <laughs> Do they? No, you know, we didn't really delineate. That's a good one. Teachers that are main characters versus teachers that are secondary characters. Mm-hmm. I had that my one of my friends, his aunt wrote that paper, her mm-hmm. thesis. I tried to track it down. I found it, but I couldn't 
open it up. But um, it was on teachers as secondary characters in literature, and mm-hmm. she analyzed a ton of different teachers and in the literature and they were almost always almost exclusively they were obstacles to the main character's success wow yeah they were maybe that's the difference in literature versus movies and mm-hmm. maybe not but definitely secondary versus do you know how far back characters. that that her study went i mean have teachers as secondary characters been obstacles to success for as long as we can remember i mean well she published that thing i think in the 80s okay so yeah her so at least up until that point frame of reference would have been before that interesting that's really interesting yeah but as main characters you don't get a you don't get a main film unless you're you're the crusading hero right or really bad or really bad yeah right. and that's just like angles. as a comedy yeah for sure without a doubt i i know that i appreciate again i already mentioned the thing that i didn't like so much i don't like the teacher as um savior or martyr i, I think that that is dangerous as this probably is in most careers. But what I do appreciate about films, when I think about, you know, the ones I mentioned in our in our pre-talk, um, is I do appreciate seeing teachers that have a passion for their kids. I do appreciate seeing in movies teachers that care about their students. You know, to some extent, I want to know that teachers do that and they're not just flippantly dismissive of them. Um, you know, one of my favorite, I, I just say one of my favorite films, I, I didn't even, like, equate this to a teach movie is Rushmore. I don't know if you ever saw Rushmore. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. I love Rushmore because I love the quirky <laughs> kid who's so like doing his own thing and starting all these clubs. and Every club. Yeah. yeah. And I know that yeah. there's, you know, there's another element to that, but, you know, and the new teacher that he falls in love with and there's just something about that, like, exploration the kid gets to do and the teacher trying to teach what she's trying to teach. I don't know. Um, doesn't really, she's not really the martyr because the story's not really about her, right? It's about yeah. the kid. But I love that film. What's that, there's a TV show. I it just dawned on me, but um, it's kind of contemporary. It's uh, I can't remember the name of it. The main character is a. It's set in a school. It's all about the teachers and the kids are kind of wild. From right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. I I know the show that's on. Like it's pretty popular right now. Abbott Elementary. Yeah. Yeah, it does show more of the. I'll say like the grind or like teachers are goofy, but they're not. I don't know, like showing that other side of like, it's a job. You go to work, you're dealing with kids and mess and mm-hmm. parents and bureaucracy. And yeah. you're trying to make all these things fly in a. And the administrator's and a little wacky and not really on board. I think really I watched an episode or two of that. I didn't get too far into mm-hmm. it. But yeah, like, that's, that's a good point that you bring up, though, is like you don't get much, you don't get much of the complexity of the teacher job either from watching it in film. You know, you get the interaction that, that teachers have with kids in the classroom, in the 30 or 40 minutes that they have with them. But you don't get anything else, really, that a teacher is, is doing. for the Which is the yeah. majority of it, right? Which is the You're, majority yeah. of it. That would be a horrible movie, though, like watching <laughs> a teacher <laughs> grading papers for a couple hours, like, here we go again. i got to read these essays. Not entertaining. Can we just keep no. that in mind? It's not, in, it's not entertaining. No. It's only entertaining mm-hmm. when you pigeonhole a certain type of character, right? It's the those are like the cooking show and they I've prepared ahead of time this souffle yeah. and they whip it out. That's right. Yeah, That's there right. was a show back maybe it was in the eighties that kind of um it really made me like think about being a teacher too. But it was I had a teacher who was from Scotland I think he had an accent and he had like a geeky like they're all like gifted kids. Do you remember that? I can't remember his name. I think the guy just died recently. But it was like he like came from Scotland and he had Saved his, by the Bell. 
No, no. <laughs> he had an accent, and then he t- he taught like a gifted class, but it was all like these really outcast, super nerdy, like eighties, like. Dorks. It was an old show. Yeah, it was like from I want to say it was like in the mid eighties or so. I can't remember, but um, it was like he was really great with the kids, and and I'm like, oh, that'd be a really cool teacher to have. Like he see, like he was trying to help them, and they were like, you know, like socially misfits, but they were super smart. And most That's of the like show how was, was in the classroom, right? Yeah, it was I, like at a school. Yeah, I think yeah. I remember that. I can't, I can't remember what it was called, but. Um, yeah, he was one of those teachers who was like um, a lot of fun, and he had an accent. So who doesn't I love feel that? Like there were there were more shows set in schools once upon a time. I don't, maybe they're not as many yeah. syndicated shows as there used to be now. It's like a, a series, yeah. but like, like the the White Shadow. Remember that? That was no. set no. in the school. Basketball no. coach. No, uh, I don't even TV show. That. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Huh. Was that when there was only three channels? It, maybe there was maybe welcome I got back, on like Connor. UHF or VHF. Or like, I was welcome like, back. I had the rabbit ears for that one. Yeah. How about the AP Bio, that TV show? The oh yeah, that didn't last too long. No, I don't think. Didn't. Right? No. The, I didn't see any of that though. It was the guy from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but kind of same, don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, yeah. Applied to a Rob AP class. or no, the other guy. Okay. It was kind of like an '80s vibe, a little bit of the misfit kids. And he's trying to get him to do something wrong a little bit to live a little, mm-hmm. get out there. Mm-hmm. Probably not good advice again for teachers in the real world. To- no, no, for sure. Do you think people get it that it's a put on when they show teachers in all of the different things, or like the savior model, or you know, the teachers are real asshole riding the kids? Like that, you're really you've got like 150 kids or whatever your class load is, mm-hmm. and you're not as in you know. Students all see the class and that one teacher is, you know, with them. But the teacher's like in a mass, uh, high, like high volume occupation of so many kids, you know, probably not attempting to be such an asshole or mm-hmm. such a savior. They're probably just having a good day or a bad day. Or Are you asking, do you think that people see that this is just a, that just teaching's a part of teaching? It's or? not really like teaching is. I think that, like with most things, people see what's depicted in film and uh, and then um, project that onto people who actually do that job. I don't know. Did you ever watch? I saw uh, a documentary. I believe it was on Netflix about um, the NYPD and uh, I think it was Law and Order and how the NYPD had. Um, advisors on law and order and the intent was to make the nypd look good through the law and order oh shows uh-huh. so they made sure that they you know the things about law and order is they always catch people at the end of every episode someone gets caught when the reality is that's like 11 percent of cases or something you know absurd like that god could you imagine the show if like i know right? one out of ten they got, got away again <laughs> yeah he pled out he's like gone that's right what no right so like there was that so my point is that I think that people see what's being depicted and then they put that on and that expectation becomes something that we are we are expected to do, um, hence calling it an expectation. And then when we don't meet that, we're not we're we're falling short, right? I feel like a lot of teachers probably put some of that on themselves being indoctrinated with those movies early on that it's Yeah. It's not just a job, it's yeah, calling, it's like I got. You know, yeah, sure. it's a calling. It's like I'm. It's not for the money. I'm just here to save a bunch of people because oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. It and, is for the money, and that's yeah. That is not really the case. I do the at job all. for the money. I care about kids, but come on, I'm providing for. My, I do the job for the money, right? 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be too cynical, but it's. Well, yeah, you got to pay the bills. I got to pay the bills, man. You know? Yeah, we're not doing anything for free, really, like no. this, at least. But I think that's the way people look at it, for sure. Yeah. Um, I've heard some teachers express that. The person saying, like, to me, well, you know, we would all do this if it was free. Like, hell no. I heard that, too. But I, I have I've heard, heard that, that recently. Yeah. You know? And I think perhaps they come from seeing some of those movies. Do you think that um, that movies actually give a false expectation of people going into the teaching field and then when they finally get here and see what it's really like, that kind of shuts down their desire to want to do it because it's not the same thing? I don't know. I think, um, I think like you mentioned when we started, that everyone's gone through school. We've all had so many different teachers. And I think if you ask most people, like, go back through who their teachers are, like, they probably can't remember most of them. They just... I don't know. Maybe it's me, but they just they just didn't have that much of an impact on them. So I think as you grow up, like you realize, you know, those movies are great, you know, and see them and to see uh, the students standing up and saying, "Oh, captain, my captain," and loving their teacher and all that. But I think for the most part, we've all been in school long enough and seen kind of what the reality of it. And hopefully, we've all had some teachers in our life who've been inspirational or at least made us like go into class every day. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like I don't know, I could name a small handful of my teachers probably from the last, you know, 12 or 13 years when I was in school. You're coming at it from a student perspective, right? Like students, yeah. But I wonder, that's a good question. Like if you see enough movies that are like that and then you think about the teaching profession and maybe the teachers that did inspire you, if you don't think like you could go in and pull that off and then, you, you know, student teaching doesn't really prepare you for the full brunt of what the job is. Just like uh, my stepson just became a police officer. He graduated Davis, then became a police officer like around Christmas time. Or he, somebody graduated, I, I forget, but very recently. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying like four or five people from his uh, class in the academy have mm-hmm. already dropped out of the profession. Oh, really? After, right. yeah, after. I don't know, a matter of months yeah. on the Did he job. Say why? Uh one of them had like a different job offer. A couple of them I don't know, I, somebody else may have had like some anxiety or something. A couple of people it just wasn't what they were looking for. Mm-hmm. A set kind of same sort of thing. A person in the yeah. teaching profession might like totally Yeah, that's true. That's kinda of like when I was looking at law enforcement, I was like, I'm gonna go in there and do a great job and help people. And then when I started getting more involved, I'm like, oh, no one's calling the police because they need help, like, to help them with something good. It's because something horrible has happened and you need them to come and help clean it up or take a report or whatever. Like, it's like being admin. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're I not mean, out there, like, stopping crime from happening for the most part ahead of time. You're re- reacting. reacting to stuff that's already happened. Right. And if you're and, seeing, like, a steady diet of police on TV, yeah. you're seeing a very cleansed version of the human condition, you know, like what you're seeing is not probably. Yeah. Fun. But he had been like a CSO at uh, like a campus. It might be at the same, the wrong acronym. But he'd been like on campus at LMC and mm-hmm. then in Sacramento. So he had a lot of experience actually being out in public. So probably it's like less of a. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. like the student teaching experience, if that's. Yeah, I could see that where you go into teaching thinking it's like. Especially if you have your eyes like wide open, you're like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna, you know, make a big difference. And then you get in there into like the, 
eight to three or nine to five, whatever well, we call it, but it's a very different situation. And it's not just the work that you do. I mean, you bring up the sanitized version of being a police officer. I mean, shows represent a sanitized version of being a teacher too. I mean, if you think about it, the, 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 the things that happen in class, the egregious things that can happen in class, we, you don't see those kinds of things in the TV shows that we've mentioned. The saddest part, like you just mentioned like the, the real success rate of salt of catching the guy and solving the case in New York or whatever when right. that was they're doing that. I mean, they don't really make a lot of shows where some kids just fail, right? And they don't give a shit. Maybe they've got stuff going on in their home life that's really like supersedes school. You know, there's other things that are more important in this person's life at this moment in school. Right. Whatever the case may be. I mean, there's a lot of not wins for the you know you want everybody to do well and you do your best. And sometimes it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Every the, every time there's some kids that yeah, don't. Yeah, the kid. Every time in the movie, the kid who leaves ends up coming back, right, and getting mm-hmm. restored. I'm thinking of again going back to stand and deliver, and I can't remember his his name. Um, but he does, he shows up late to a class and gets kicked out, but you know works his way back in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I you're right. Again, there's no there's no uh, depiction of a student who just either chooses to fail or really just doesn't get it like and can't get it like tries their best but but just can't get there and that wouldn't be the main character there's always those would be the kids in the background that are like the not the main the important characters in the story right there would be the other kids screwing around in the back right like just noise yeah but it never like hey that's one thirtieth a real that's an equal person in that room that's leaving that class well there's no redemptive arc with that character Right. Right. Like, I mean, ultimately, if you think of the way stories are told, you need you need some sort of conflict resolved. And 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 nobody wants the conflict to be resolved in a way that this thing still sucks, you know, and it just stays there. Right. Yeah. We've had. uh, Yeah. I've had many students who are like, you know, you hope there is some kind of redemptive arc. You're like, I hope I hope something changes for them in the future because the path they're on right now is not going to go well. Right. And, you know, we have, you know, a middle school where I feel like we start to see them kind of start making choices of which path they want to be on with regards to school and their choices in life. And like, are we going to, you know, try and be successful in this route and, you know, kind of go with the flow or we're going to, you know, buck the system and, you know, toss out all this stuff that people are trying to give us and see what happens with it. You know, did you guys ever see the Saturday night live skit about that was like dead poet society? I don't know. Did you ever see that Mm. one? No, it was like, it was the scene, the old captain, my captain scene. And, uh, he comes back in, and it's not Robin Williams, but it's some guy playing, you know, that character. He comes back in with his stuff, and the kids are sitting there looking down on their desk, just like in the regular scene. And then one of them gets the courage to get up, and he stands up, and he goes, "Oh, captain, my captain!" And the second kid stands up and does it, and the third kid stands up, and the ceiling fan chops his head off, and just blood goes everywhere, and everyone starts screaming, and they're like, "Oh my god!" What's going on? <laughs> it was like, oh jeez. That's all too real. My kid. <laughs> it's all too real. <laughs> my my kid had a sleepover once for his birthday, and his friend came over, and they had these bunk beds, and the ceiling fans were already in there, and it, we was like five minutes into the sleepover, and the the kids the had friend kid right went off. up there into the bunk bed, and they turned the ceiling fan on, oh, and it was like really close, but they were little; they never turned them on. But when we came down, it just like it was 
blood is flying everywhere. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah come pick up your kid. That's awful. Kaiser. Oh, gosh, that's crazy. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know why that just popped into my head, but I oh, keep bringing that Captain one up. Captain, my <laughs> class size reduction, right there. So class size reduction in <laughs> the wrong way, in good. the wrong way. Uh, what else? Well, there's a lot of... Uh, sports metaphors in the school i feel like coach like if we have teachers as mentors then there's also like teacher as the the coach mm-hmm. i feel like the that's probably one of the more positive roles that's probably realistic right when you get a club or because you have teachers making a choice to be the coach or the head of the club or the debate team guy or whatever it is. The drama teacher making the play happen. Drama, yeah, mm-hmm. probably you get into some spots where the person has more of a personal interest and a lower number of people. Mm-hmm. As long as we're not talking about that uh, Whiplash movie or something. And then, yeah. I didn't see that. I've been told to watch that. Damn, you got to watch that. Oh, really? Oh, God. That's good. That's okay. who my son was for Halloween, the Mr. <laughs> Fletcher. Oh, really? Yeah. It's in my queue, so I'll get he's, ne- he's never seen the movie, though, because it's rated R. Yeah, yeah, he would have a whole new <laughs> He's only seen clips vocabulary. on, like... The yeah. YouTubes. Yeah, that's a good one. A teacher as coach or, or mentor in, in that sort of way, you know, as opposed to just sort of this. Well, I mean, that, that, that's that's the way it is in Dead Poets, too. He's kind of a mentor there. He starts his own little thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or re reinstitutes that society that he had done. Um, but yeah. Yeah, there are those teachers from the outside, like those groups where you have kids who are interested. It's a lot easier, I think, to motivate them and to show that happening and be like, hey, look, we're going to you know, bring you up from this rugged life and I'll be the coach and get you to uh, you know, the NFL or whatever it is and then be on the blind side and then find out to be your big fraud right. and you didn't help anybody at all. The right. big fraud is like the, also like in a horror movie or some kind of mystery, the teacher that's secretly the monster slasher yeah yeah it was that wednesday that tv show oh from yeah 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 no spoilers whatever but the people are you know the i guess it's any authority figure but for kids often the teacher is the one that turns into the Mm super villain yeah don't you find uh just i'm gonna take this in a little bit different of a direction i was just thinking of things that students have written to me over the years and um just sort of reflecting on those and sometimes i get something that's written that makes me feel like you know, one of those teachers in the movies, you know, where you made a made a difference in a kid's life, right? It's not every kid, but, um, you know, there are a couple of things that I have on my walls that students have written to me that when I, you know, once in a while turn, turn towards the wall of, you know, words, and then I read it, I remi- I'm reminded of, like, this is, this is the thing. This is know? my why. This, this is, is my why. why. Yes, this is my why. I <laughs> didn't want to go there, but this is, this is it. Like, this is my movie, if you will. You know, this is, this is the grind happening. Uh, and then every once in a while, there's a, there's a movie scene that happens that, you know, with, with a student that seems like it could be there. You know? Yeah, it is nice when you hear about students who've been, you know, successful in school and they get into a great college and are moving on and mm-hmm. to like look back and say like, Oh, I was like, a, I was a stepping stone on that path, you know? And, and hopefully you made some kind of impact positively as well. But yeah, having when they like, you know, have left something behind or, you know, said, Hey, thanks. And mm-hmm. to know that, you know, you were there too. Um, that is nice. A uh, little re- reflection to have, to know that maybe we didn't impact somebody. I think they, you know, I've heard many times, like if you reach that one or two students a year and like, you know, that's, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. I think that 
in the moment, and especially at like the end of the year sometimes, kids are all wound up to just get out for summer like teachers are. But when you see kids years, years later, and they remember something, oh, man, I, I love that when we did that assignment or that mm-hmm. class was fun. I feel like you get I get more people after the fact over time yeah coming back to say damn that was good mm-hmm. versus like end of the year it's sort of like free for all later yeah and then yeah totally yeah a lot of kids coming back saying that they remembered something or like i've had i used to do this um hunger games event i think i mentioned that before i won't get into all the details but it ended up becoming this really huge thing and and having seen kids afterwards going oh are you still doing the hunger games no we're not reading more what like that was the funnest thing and they really enjoyed doing that kind of stuff that makes me feel good you know, when I've come up with that. So. I had a student come to me today, actually in PE, some a seventh grader and said, hey, my brother was in your math class. He said he really liked your class. And I haven't taught math for like at least 10 years. I'm like, your brother must be like 25 years old or something. She's like, oh yeah, he just turned 24 last week or so. I'm like, oh my gosh. But it was, it was nice to hear that um, he actually remembered and thought it was, you know, good. Yeah. Because yeah, we don't always remember even looking back like, oh, was that a great time? I don't know. I mean, so, yeah, those are nice. like, those are our movie scenes. I mean, without without trying to just come back to this, I'm just it's making me think like these points in film that we watch that are inspirational, these teachers that do these things for these kids. It's not that we live our lives that way the entire time and it's not every moment of teaching is going to be that, but there are these glimpses where you do reach out, you do connect. They they it does click, right? With students. I mean, there have been times I, again, I don't know if I mentioned this, but there have been times where like I, I literally have them in the palm of my hand with what I'm talking about. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm moving deep into a subject and you can just tell that they are all engaged and we're talking about society or we're talking about relationships or we're talk, talking about something very, very significant. And, you know, and then when you hit them with that, you know, that aha moment and you see things click in them, you're like, I could have I filmed this. This was that good. Okay? I don't film it in the time where I'm like at that moment and then the phone rings and I'm like, why the hell are you calling me right now? You're killing the vibe of the class, um, which happens sometimes. But <laughs> or it's just it, really some kid makes a comment or raises his hand, and then you're like, oh, you got an insight. And then like, can I go to the bathroom? And you're like, damn you. <laughs> you damn me. you. I had a moment going, and you just wrecked it. I had a moment. That's exactly right. Oh. So frustrating. Uh, really appreciate you coming out today, and uh, we appreciate you guys out there listening. Um, again, we're not doing much on social media right now, but you can always email us if you have any questions or you have a you know, topic for us that you think might work. Uh, midmenpod at gmail.com. Everything is still kind of a work in progress. Um, I'll just throw out there that you know we've been doing this for 15 weeks, which means we're almost four months into getting together pretty much every week. And I'm I'm, I really, I look forward to this conversation every time. Look forward to hanging out with you guys every time. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, it's a good time. And just enjoying that. Yeah. Miss you, Mikey. Yeah, we do, we do miss you, Mikey. All right, guys. Next week. Bye.